Now, I know we've met. Um, what, what's your name again? Is it Raul? Ryan. Making your way in the world as gay is hard without a top. Scruff and grinder don't make for a great midlife backdrop. Hold on, don't tell me. I'm gonna get it. Just give me a second. Wouldn't you like to be on in a bathroom? Sometimes you wanna blow every gym pump mindless game. Yeah, suck it, suck it. Who can't recall your name? Are you Stephen? John? You wanna be where you succeed and all guys look the same. You wanna be where nobody recalls your name. Oh, it's Blake or Pratt. You wanna go where all guys are hoes and all loads are fair game. Wanna go where nobody recalls your name? Steven. Sebastian? Stanley. Don't think about sex, don't think about sex, don't think about sex. Hello, I'm Jerry Blank, and I'm a 46-year-old high school freshman. Oh, 46-year-old high school sophomore if I keep these grades up. I have been re-watching Strangers with Candy. I put it down. I haven't watched it in a really long time, but I decided to pick it back up because they canceled True TV, canceled her other show that's so good, At Home with Amy Sedaris. So no more of that. Only three seasons of that. Everything I love goes away. Even my daddy's dead. Is your daddy dead? Just because your dad was killed in some freak accident, nobody can have one? Well, I'll tell you something. My daddy's alive and yours is dead and ain't nothing gonna change that. My lord, Janine Garofalo's take a chill pill, honey. Don't you hate it when a comic becomes super political and they just are totally out of touch with the audience and they forgot, like, what makes them tick? What makes us tick? If we could just get rid of that baby. Uh, That's what happened to Janine. Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo became like Janine Pirro, but for the left wing. And the thing is, is that I I, I want to pick on Janine Garofalo a little bit because I want to show that it's not just somebody like a Dave Chappelle who's saying something that I find to be morally reprehensible and um, transphobic, where I point the finger and go, I don't like that. That needs to be canceled. The problem with Chappelle is not just the transphobia. It's also the sin of no longer being funny and being completely out of touch. The transphobia simply adds insult to injury. And look at what it's enabled him to do. Now he can be like, see, the problem is, is that people are trying to cancel me. It's not that my jokes aren't funny anymore. If he gets a bad review, oh, it's woke culture. My jokes are really good, but it's just woke culture. That That's a woke critic. That's my point, I guess, with Janine Garofalo, too. It's like she was so great. She was so edgy and, and funny. And then she just made all of her focus on politics and it just cannibalized her creativity and here's another example i still listen to match weinstein you know we had a falling out but it's not like the falling out that i had with feast of fools a zillion years ago i still um love madge and i still love her show but my one criticism would be that she has hagatha come on and hagatha is this I don't know a better way of saying it, like a, a self-proclaimed piss drinker and cum guzzler and lots of diseases and afflictions and drug addictions. 
and she wears them like a badge of honor. She'll eat a piece of poop. And then Madge wants to have like a political conversation with her and talk about health care. No, no. I need Hagatha talking about politics as much as I need Kanye West running for president. Stay in your lane. It's okay. Know what you're good at and do it. Janine Garofalo. I do like listening to Hagatha, though. She is funny. You should check out the Hagatha episodes. Uh, there's a, there is a certain Jerry Blank je ne sais quoi about her. I guess the proper pronunciation would be je ne sais quoi. I can't quite put my finger on it, but... Don't you use condoms? Look, Doc, I go all natural. That's why my prices are so high. I was in the shower a little bit earlier, and I was thinking about substance use and abuse. Don't you love how I just slipped in that I was in the shower? Like, yeah, I take showers. Yeah, I take showers. No big deal. We all take showers, right? It's kind of like when people on dating apps are like, I'm very sane. I'm very sane. It's important for me to have sane people around. Like, sane people don't feel the need to tell people that they're sane on a three-sentence bio on Tinder. Yeah, I take baths. I bathe, I bathe all the time. I'm, go I'm going to take a shower right now. I'm going to take a shower, then a bath, then another shower. Point being, I was in the shower, and... I was debating on whether or not I was going to take an Ollie tonight, which are these little gummies that help you fall asleep. And I really should not because, let's see, <sighs> most nights this week I've taken some type of sleep aid. I love a sleep aid. That's my drug of choice. Not AIDS, a sleep aid. The only way I can sleep these days with AIDS, lots of AIDS. I'm a bug chaser. I take all the Anon loads and then I go out of bed like that. I sure do. So Tuesday, I took my little pink prince. I took a Benadryl. Wednesday, I took an Ollie. Thursday, I took a Benadryl. And I really, I think I'm going to take a, two Ollie gummies tonight. But the thing is, is I guess it could be a lot worse. I was thinking about how we, at every single point in our life, we are addicted to some type of chemical or substance. So typically when you're younger, it's sugar, you just have to have sugar. And I was addicted to sugar all, I mean, th throughout, you know, my early adulthood. I remember when I would drive to school, I would stop and I would get a big gulp filled with Coke. And I would have two candy bars on the way to school. All of that sugar and smoke Marlboro Lights on the way. Health, 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 sweetie. Okay. Granted. Sometimes, occasionally, <laughs> things can get out, out of hand. I get type 2 diabetes just thinking about those days. And then I transitioned kind of off of the sweets and I started experimenting with drugs and I was smoking pot and doing a lot of ecstasy. The occasional snorts of cocaine. Mm. Yum, get my nummies. Yeah, rub it. Oh, God, I need more. You're constantly chasing that hot. Do you have scissors? I had to cut into this straw so I can lick the inside of the straw, get my tongue cut up on it. I was never really a fan of cocaine. I did it here and there, but I didn't like how it always made my 
heart feel like it was beating out of its chest and I was taking it on top of having abnormal anxiety which I didn't realize it at the time so it would take me forever to get to bed and by the time I got into my 30s I was pretty much done with the harder drugs like ecstasy and, and coke and stuff like that and uh, I still smoke pot and then when I got into my 40s I stopped doing that so I don't I don't do any drugs now except for these sleeping aids I love a sleeping aid I love an on-brand Benadryl. I don't fuck around with the other stuff. The Rite Aid brand, give me a break. What did Whitney Houston say about crack? She's like, that's a poor person's drug. That's how I feel about the Rite Aid brand of Benadryl, please. I want the, I want the, the B, the big B, the capital B Benadryl. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Megan Fox. Not Reagan Fox, Megan Fox from Transformers and Jennifer's body. And I have a new fashion line called Boohoo, and it's my most sensual line ever. My first ever sensual line of clothing that you can purchase now at Target. Uh, after I decided to divorce Brian Austin Green and get with Machine Gun Kelly, I was like, I want to be creative in other ways other than acting. And so now I'm a fashion designer. And so shop Boohoo, my new fashion line, only at Target, where they have the most sensual clothing. Sorry, y'all, I had to do a commercial break. A girl's got to make some some coin. I need to make some coinage. Excuse me, but you see, don't you touch with AP without coinage. Yeah, so I I have to do commercials now. That's what I'm doing. So there's going to be a new commercial segment, maybe a couple of them, probably just one per episode. And so I want to thank Megan, Machine Gun Kelly, Austin Green Fox for promoting her brand, Boo Hoo. She really does have a new brand, by the way. I I went to go pick up pizza from pizza. Maybe we can get some pizza first. You got 15 minutes, shove some pie down that hole of yours, then it's camper time. Drake, thanks for understanding. Pizza, pizza, pizza! (laughs) Honk, 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 pizza, pizza. And as I was driving back home, I saw a big billboard for Megan, not Kelly, Fox, for uh, Boo Hoo Clothing. Boo hoo. And I just, I had to come home and type it in to make sure that I was uh, hallucinating. And it, sure enough, there's an article on Hello Magazine. It says, Megan Fox sets social media on fire and cut out mini dress for an exciting announcement about her fashion line, Boo Hoo. 40 stylish pieces, including slick suits, cords. I don't know what that is. A retro padded shoulder blazer dress, a blazer dress, boyfriend style jeans, a varsity jacket, and flared trousers. And she is absolutely, absolutely setting social media on fire. Is she though? Is she? Oh, these pictures of the clothes, they're really bad. (laughs) It looks like she was walking down Hollywood Boulevard with Machine Gun Kelly and saw a dead prostitute in an alley and just was like, let's rip all her clothes off and sell them. Well, what will we call the line? I don't know. She's dead. Boo-hoo. How about that? I have one Megan Fox story. So before she became famous, before the Transformers movie, when she and Brian Austin Green were just dating Brian Austin Green, let's call him Bag, Bag. When she and Bag were just 
an item prior to the children. I went to see my friend Vivica perform at the Hollywood Improv. She's a stand-up comic, and Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox were there. And, of course, we all saw Brian Austin Green, and we were like, oh, my gosh, he, he developed into a man. He's a man. Hi, Brian Austin Green. And, uh, and so I went to use the restroom, and I come back, and I see her. You know how they have, like, at a stand-up comedy show or place, venue, they have the framed pictures of all the famous comics who've, who have um, graced the Hollywood Improv. So, you know, pick a framed picture of Bob Saget, a framed picture of Ray Romano before he got famous on Everybody Loves Raymond, wearing a funny-looking tie, like a bow tie. Kathy Griffin. You know, they have all of those. And so she was staring just just staring a hole through one of these photos and I was like god she's really into that and then I realized that she wasn't looking at the person the image in the photo she was she liked it be, I my hand to god she liked it because the glass she could see her reflection from the glass uh, in of the picture frame so I just roll my eyes now when she goes and does interviews on Stern or wherever and she says I don't know why. I just don't think of myself as sexy. I don't think of myself that way at all. I'm like, honey, calm down. Relax. You're on Jimmy Fallon. Okay. You don't have to. Okay. And then in one interview she talked about, she's like, people find me really attractive, I guess, but I hate my thumbs. Like my thumb. I have like monstrous thumbs. They're so big. I did like her and Jennifer's body. I will I will say that. I liked her and I liked Adam Brody. And I liked Amanda Seyfried in that movie as well. You know, that's a it's a pretty good movie. Pretty good movies. I was reading Yahoo News the other day. What are the top five stories that I need to know? This right is now. a freaky dicky story <laughs> from the headlines. Crazy. 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 Crazy motherfuckers. I don't know why I didn't think to do a fake advertisement segment in the show before. I don't know why. Because I, I love it when Saturday Night Live does the fake advertisement. So, well, you know, even 15, 16, 17 years after starting my podcast, I'm still coming up with new ways to innovate. Okay, a top news story right now on CNN. The Trump Organization sells its Washington hotel and the buyer is expected to remove the Trump name from the hotel. But really, is that, I mean, I'm sorry. I still wouldn't want to stay. It's still tainted. This kind of reminds me of in Poltergeist when Zelda says, this house is clean. But the house wasn't clean. It wasn't. You can't do a Band-Aid solution. You can't just pull the baby. You can't just pull Carol Ann out of the the helly abyss that she was in and then think that you're okay. No, that's just not that simple. I mean, the Trump haunting is going to linger there because everything that guy touches is rotten. It's like the opposite of the Midas touch. That that hotel, that Trump hotel in Washington is still going to be a house of horrors. Okay, I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel for news here because everybody's talking about how Biden is just not a great president and how his poll numbers and Kamala's poll numbers are in the toilet. But I mean, that's not news. To me, I mean, duh. Uh, Okay, so here at Fox News, they are reporting that Bella Hadid sizzles in an animal print string bikini during a beach trip. 
y'all, this is the news. This is the finger on the pulse of America, what Americans care about. This is how we're going to beat inflation. That's, you know, when I go to the tank to fill up with gas next week, I'm going to show them a picture of Bella Hadid sizzling in her animal print string bikini during her beach trip. And it's framed as news. This is news. I just want to learn something from the news. I think that that has to be an integral component of what constitutes news, that it teaches us something, that it's informative, that it enriches our understanding of something. Like, for instance, I just posted this video from the New York Times where they were talking about, it's a very fascinating video. They talk about how Democrats, and this is something I actually hear Lady Bunny talk about a lot, how uh, Democrats will use Republican obstructionism as an excuse for not fulfilling their promises to the American people, their campaign promises. So what the New York Times did was they had a reporter who was like, okay, we're going to look at these however many number of states where the Democrats control a supermajority in the legislature and uh, and also the executive branch of the state. And they went and they looked at singular issues in each state. Like in California, they looked at the housing crisis, and the, which is obviously awful, right? There's just not enough supply. And part of the problem is that you go into these major cities and they overwhelmingly the city's residential areas are zoned for single family housing meaning that when you build you can only build a home with the intent that it will be occupied by a single household or family so no no high residential areas it's kind of like when you play um sim city right and you had you could have either the light green or the dark green well so what ends up happening is that if most of your city is zoned as a single family detached home then there's no place for people to live and these people who claim to be so liberal these citizens whenever things are put up like okay we're going to make this block high residential, then they freak out and they put it on the ballot and they say, no, not in our neighborhood because it's going to bring crime, it's going to bring this, it's going to bring that. And then they don't understand why there's such a bad homelessness problem. And so they did this with uh, this, they they examined these singular issues in Democrat-run states, like in in another example, I'll just give you two. Uh, The other example that I'll give is in Washington, the state of Washington, how Washington has some of the most has not some of the, has the most regressive tax structure in the United States. And what I mean by that is the lower your income, the higher your tax burden. And the higher your income, you have the absolute lowest tax burden. And based on all 50 states, Washington is the worst and Texas is number two. And so that's why you have people like, I think they said Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates live they reside in Washington because of this. And who knows, maybe maybe Megan Fox with her disgusting thumbs, her gross, monstrous thumbs, will end up moving to Washington if the Boohoo collection is a big hit. That, to me, is news. Bella Hadid being sizzling in her animal print bikini. That's not news. I mean, hold on. 
can we just, I, I just need to back up a little bit because it's, it's, you know, when something kind of like worms its way into your head, can you imagine, you know how people say like, oh, first world problems or whatever. Can you imagine if you live a life that is so charmed that something that you think about is like, you guys, my thumbs are just so fucking gross. I'm so embarrassed. Like I had to go out with these thumbs Look at this. Look at this. Look at my thumbs. Look at my fucking thumbs. And I guess I don't under... I feel like there should be a certain kinship between Reagan Fox and Megan Fox because our names are so similar. And so I should get that. But I don't. I think you should be more concerned with your failing grades. What if I don't graduate by the time I'm 50? I'll be the laughing stock of Flatpoint High. I just got my hair colored. I got it highlighted. We went with something. An ashier blonde. I went to Leandro. That's who I go to. I said to, I think Leandro's from the Philippines. And I said, does anybody call you Lily? And Leandro said, don't. I don't like that. <laughs> Leandro said, that sounds like an overweight Asian person who gives massages. I don't like that. And I said, okay, I won't. I thought it would be our cute little thing, but apparently not. Leandro is agender, and he's really leaning into it. He's just a couple years older than me. And, and I love that about them they just because uh, I Leandro was thrilled for me when I decided to grow my hair out and they were like well I want to grow my hair out too so Leandro's been growing their hair out and whenever they blow my hair out give me a blowout they're always like oh honey fish yes fish look at this fish and so I just play right into it I go Ugh, I know I'm about to give you mercury poisoning there's so much fish I'm giving you I'm serving Fish tacos with a side of, of dino fish, fried nuggets, and and a filet fish And did somebody order the Dorado for two? Jump into this fishy fish hole. So we get together, and it's just RuPaul's Drag Race, the two of us. Right after Leandro was done blowing out my hair, they said, well, I said, I said, uh... I go, oh my gosh, I'm channeling Jennifer Aniston with this hair. And they said, bitch, Jennifer Aniston has nothing on your fishiness. <laughs> and I'm not even, I'm not trans. I'm not trying to be. But I am, I am leaning, I am embracing my uh, more feminine side, I guess. I've talked about this on the show for such a long time. I felt like I had to conform to the look of men I found attractive and butching it up and really short hair and dressing more conservatively and more masculine. And that's, I, I am attracted to that. And I'm, a, I, I'm aware of all the social pressure that makes me attracted to that, to, makes me find that attractive. And, uh, but it's still, it, it, for whatever reason, that's what I'm attracted to. And whether it's the pheromones, is that masculine? I don't think it is, but that's what I'm attracted to. But just because I'm attracted to it doesn't need, mean that I need to be it. But I do accept the reality that when you let your hair grow long, if you're on a dating app, nobody, nobody gonna swipe right on you, honey. Nobody's into that. Because people, especially on a dating app, and you can't blame them, everybody wants to kind of go with their fuck fantasy, right? Because everything is based on looks. So you're like, I don't want to fuck that. I don't want that to p 
push me down and have its way with me. I don't want that to take me out back. I don't want that to make me whole again uh, because everything is so superficial. I just don't want to get lost in who I am, what my personality is, and the fear that if somebody sees the more feminine side of me right off the bat that that's going to be a turnoff because that I clearly have a very feminine side. And if that's going to be a deal breaker for somebody, they need to know that up front. It's kind of like when you go onto a dating app and you see somebody who's wearing a ball cap in every single photo and you're like, oh, that person's bald. Why not just lead with that, right? Like your very first photo right out of the box Here's my shiny, beautiful Larry David head. And if that scares you, then we're not going to be a match if that's enough to put you off. Because the fact of the matter is that every single one of us look into a mirror and we zone in on all of these faults that other people, many people, maybe some people see them, but other people don't. Like there's this one super cute guy that uh, is a mutual friend. We have a mutual friend and he... Told, he, we were out at the bar drinking and he told me about his, like, I guess he has a lazy eye and, and somebody had made fun of it. And I said, I honestly, I'm not just blowing smoke. I would have never noticed that. And in fact, I still don't notice it. Like, I feel like it's one of those things, one of those images where is it a, is an old woman or is it a young woman? It just kind of depends on the way that you're looking at the photo. Like, I really had to stare in order to, I guess, see it. And so point being, maybe people aren't... <laughs> that. Maybe people don't even care about that. Here's another example of this. Let me give you 10,000 examples of this to prove my point because it's still not there yet. So I took a class as a doctoral student with a woman named Cherie Carlson, who is a rhetorician, and she's brilliant, and I just love Cherie. And I actually took a few classes with her when I was in my doctoral program. And I took an entire class with her for an entire semester before I realized, because somebody told me that a few years prior to that, she had had a stroke at school and has paralysis on half of, like, one side of her body. And it just never occurred to me. It just never... And and then I guess once somebody pointed it out, I was like, oh, yeah, she does kind of use one hand to pick up another hand and rest it on the table. And But it just, I was so into what she was saying and into her intellect that I, I just, I guess I never, it just never occurred to me. It just never occurred to me. And one of the gifts that the pandemic has given me is that I am definitely at a point in my life where I say I'm at a point in my life as an introductory clause all the time. I am at a point in my life where I'm all about what somebody has to say and their intellect and their, their point of view. And, and so I really do think that, I mean, I'm on dating apps again, just for the fun of it, I guess, I suppose I'm not, I'm only half-heartedly on them. I really do think I'm going to find somebody organically this time around because I'm open to that possibility. But I will say that signing back up onto a a dating app after years and years and years of not being on it, even during the pandemic when that would have helped kill the time, I guess I just wasn't on it. I do feel a little bit like Jerry Blank. I'm like, hello, I'm Reagan Fox. I'm a 46 year old Tinder bottom. And though, and though the, um, what do you call it? The headless photos may have changed. (laughs) The hassles are just the same. 
I need outro music because this is the end of episode two of season two of Fox in the City, The Next Generation. But I can't play the music because I'm afraid I'm, because I do not own the rights to this music. So what am I supposed to do? Maybe I'll go out with a good clear. When me and Paul first got together, Dominique couldn't stand Paul. But now she coming to my house, cooking them chicken tetrazzini. I'll pass off about it's her cooking. What is it? Do he want her and the chicken tetrazzini? Dominique cooked Paul chicken tetrazzini. I don't know what she do with the chicken tetrazzini, but Paul love it. Paul love it. Dominique can cook, but I know she's seducing my man with a chicken tetrazzini.